Uh, we have a couple people who are, yes, um, either vacationing or they're, uh, there were some birthdays in other states. And I know one person who is very sad because he woke up this morning and had a bunch of calls that uh, he needed to go into work. So, yes, please pray for him because he was, ooh, he was really upset. <laughs> um, and I called him on the way here, and he said, I said, any chance you're going to get out? And he's like, no, I don't know when I'll leave. So please do pray for him. Um, so this month, the item is a toy of some sort. So either a, uh, a girl toy, boy toy. If you put together the boxes with us, then you, you kind of have an idea of what will fit best and, uh, and what kinds of toys would be good for the, the boxes and who is lacking. Well, a lot of times we get girl stuff, and thank you so very much, but boy stuff sometimes is lacking in the toy department. So if you could pick up anything you'd like, but if you want to buy two, one of each, that'd be fine. So uh, keep that in mind. If, you, if you'd like to give some money, please do that. Or if you want to bring a shoebox, we really do appreciate as many shoeboxes as possible. Uh, we have... What? Oh, Wednesday is our is our blankets. So if you are putting together blankets with us, or if you'd just like to come hang out, then we'll, we'll be over in the fellowship hall putting together our blankets at 7 o'clock. And if you do not want to put together blankets, that's just not your jam, come over here into Brother Mike's class, and they'll be having uh, a regular uh, type of service. So keep those things in mind. Anything else, we will let you know. So I'm, I'm trying to think, but... Easter's coming up, y'all. Easter's coming up in about five weeks, so keep that in mind as well. Yes, invite people to be here for Easter. We want to see you, and we want to see people too. So, the uh, this past week, a few of us took a little time and went to the beach. And we, when we were there that uh, that first night, on. Uh, on Sunday night, we I had a puzzle, and it's like, all right, y'all, let's do this. And it was a thousand pieces, and we spent hours putting together this thousand-piece puzzle. Started working on it, got all the different things going on. The next morning, we woke up and started working on a puzzle, and finished it in I don't know a total of six hours, maybe. But that's pretty. I mean, that was pretty impressive. A thousand-piece puzzle putting this thing together but as we were doing it, as we were putting all the the pieces together and we hear this all the time I'm sure you you know where I'm going but the the idea that we don't know and this puzzle too this one was special because it was a mystery puzzle and you didn't get to see the what it was supposed to look like until it was all put together so you had nothing to go on which was even more <laughs> like the Lord <laughs> because what the Lord does, you know, he, he has pieces in place. And and we had to walk around. A lot of times we, we would walk around to other sides of the table and just, okay, well, this looks right from over here and this looks right from over there. And, and there was no one time that we were just stationary. Mm. There was no one time that we were just stationary and sticking with our one little piece, but we were moving all around and trying to fit together. And that's what the Lord does because he, there are so many parts that we don't know yet. And we don't understand how it's going to fit together. We don't understand how God is going to turn it around and make it for our good. But He is good. 
and he knows what the end result will be. Amen. Let's stand and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, you are so good to us, and we love you. We thank you. We praise you. God, I thank you and I praise you that you give us life and life more abundantly. God, I thank you that you know all things, and you know the beginning from the end. God, you see what it's going to look like at the end, and, and we don't know. We're in the middle of it. God, we're in the middle of the difficulty. We're in the middle of the storm. But, but God, we trust you that you have a plan and a purpose for each piece. And God, I just ask you to have your will and your way in our lives today that somehow we can reconcile what our expectation is with what your end result is. God, I just pray that you would work and move in our lives, that we would honor you and please you in all we say and do. Father, that you would help us to hear and understand, to receive whatever it is you have for us individually and as a church. God, I pray for all those who are watching online, for all those who cannot be here for whatever reason, that your strength and your blessing would be upon them. God, we just ask that you would have your will and your way in everything that is said and done here today. We lift you up. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord hath made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Oh, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. the Lord as he passes by. You will find his majesty to hear your heart's cry and he is passing by this moment your needs to supply.
Jesus, thank you, Jesus, that you are always with us, God. Thank you, thank you. Praise your holy name. Praise you, God. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Your life. 
this morning. He is so good. He is worthy of all the praise we can give. Glory, glory. Oh, bless the Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my heart. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. Brother Vic, he is alive and he's well and he's soon coming. Glory, glory, glory. I love the Lord for all of his goodness. When I think about the things that God has done for me, how great is our God. How good. Oh, Brother Mike, he's been good to this preacher. Hallelujah. He's blessed my life. And I think about things and, uh, that I had in me to, to receive that, that whatever it was I received well, about every three weeks. And, and, uh, and now still got the sign of where that thing was in my arm for about uh, six months, four months, or whatever. And when I think about every day, the Lord was right there building and strengthening. Praise God. Maybe just a personal note. He said uh, to Job, he, uh, Job lost everything. You give him double. I, I lost up here, and I got some... I got some thick and curly hair. Praise God. Amen. I tell you, I, I'm, like, I'm like Sister Julie. The Lord is here to restore. Hallelujah. And to bless His people. Somebody else want to say just a word or two? How God has been good to you. Amen. Hallelujah. God is worthy of all that praise. Amen. He is worthy of every breath that comes 
And you know, that's uh, he gives us that breath, and we're going to use it to praise him. Amen. Another brag on any, it, something the Lord's done for you, maybe even recently. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't think it'd be too bad for us to give God a little. Oh, we praise you, dear Lord. God, how good you are to your people. And we love you today. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us. It's good to see some back that we hadn't seen in a long time. It's good to have you back with us. It's just good. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come at this time. Thank you for all that you do and for all you give. I hope God blesses you over and over and over again for what you do for him. Brother Jordan, will you pray over the offering? Worship him. He's sweeter every day than the day before. Thank you, lovely Lord. Amen. There's a penalty for being in charge or being the boss. That means that whenever three or four or 
or more sometimes don't show up. In order to get the job done, you're going to have to go to work. Right, brother? Oh, oh, he's not here. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Shane, is that true? Are you watching? Praise God. I, I guess you've been in that predicament. I, I imagine Ed has been in that predicament too sometimes. Whenever the, uh, uh, nobody showed up, said, I've got to go. I, was, I had checked into the motel at, in, in Charlotte for camp meeting, getting ready for a week of camp meeting. That's back when we had the full week, mornings, afternoons, and night, and got a call, and, well, the guys didn't show up. We need you to come and finish this. I said, you are So I jump in my car, go finish and work, I don't know how many hours that day, to try to get the thing done. That's the penalty you pay for being the boss. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the Lord's house, isn't it? Amen. And it may be cold outside. No, it is cold outside. But I'll tell you, the warm blessing of the Lord is inside. I hope those that are watching feel whew, that same presence of a holy God that is able to touch our need as we pray this morning. Do you have a spoken request for prayer? Anyone? Yes, sir. Praise God. Okay, those... All right, they're traveling and vacationing. Sister Rhonda, as well as having a visit, with, she's visiting with her mom this week, way up in Tennessee. leg I thought about Shane's mother and I know she still needs prayer don't know how she's doing but please pray yes brother Mike Denise God please help her God show up amen another spoken request at all do you have one? Yes. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, Lord, show up. Yes, amen. I don't know why in the world you're speaking of Aiden, a 12 or 13-year-old boy, just 10, 10-year-old boy. But when you were, I don't know why fentanyl come in my mind. But but do you, we, we don't even know how much fentanyl.
fentanyl coming across our southern border and people are dying by the hundreds over just a little bit of fentanyl that's been mixed. I know zero about drugs. Zero. In fact, my wife has to tell me or ask me, would you like a pain pill? I don't even think about it, Sister Shuggy, at all. But there's so many that are dying over this junk. Help them, Lord. Give them direction. Oh, Lord, and somehow or another, put a hook in the mouth of those that are supplying it and pull them back. Lord God, help. Lifted hand for all your unspoken needs. Let's pray together. Stand with me, would you? And let's call on God together. Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you, Lord, for this time to be now in your house and to worship you. And, Lord, you saw the hands lifted. And, Lord, we raise our hand because we have need in our families and sometimes in our own lives. And we need your help you are. We need your strength and your guidance. And to sit at your foot. Oh, God, I do pray today for all the needs that have been represented. And say that you are.
enjoying ourselves in fellowship glory so we are uh, i don't i hope no one noticed and was distracted but the the technology is acting silly and uh, it, it forced an update in the middle of our service so if it i have a powerpoint uh, if it comes up great if not I think Jeff and I discussed that he's going to put it on the website after next week. So, no worries. You'll get the, the full effect of the PowerPoint if you uh, want to and, and get online and check, take a look at it. But last week we finished up with our uh, Use Your Words series and just having a, a transition time and, and thinking about uh, this has been something that we're going to talk about this week and next week because there was so much, it was way too much for just one week. So the things that we're going to talk about today is a, is, is a reminder of things that we have been uh, doing and have been keeping in our minds and our hearts, and then furthering that cause and purpose. So today we're going to be talking about mission and vision. 
if we were to consider the difference between mission and vision, which is which, because a lot of it, the ideas are kind of the same. A mission is our purpose, why we exist. Now, talking about each person individually and corporately as a church body, we have a mission, a purpose, a reason that we exist. We are not just a body, but we are individuals as well. We are the church, ecclesia, the called out ones. And that was to each and every person. So at CCOG, our mission, anybody know what our mission is? Yeah, well, I know you know. We have it up on a poster out in our vestibule. Our mission is souls. But our vision, when we think about this, our vision is how we live out our purpose or mission. The everyday action that puts our mission into practice. Today, we want to move from the knowledge of our mission into getting ready to receive a vision for how to fulfill our mission. But first, we have to understand what the mission is. Of course, we understand. We know our mission statement is souls. So today, as we, as we look, we're going to go through each of those points what souls means, and then next week, y'all got to come back. I'm excited about all this, and next week, we're going to get into vision, and it's just, I'm, I'm excited. So, S is for salvation in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, and I feel like that. I've got all these. I don't know how you know which one's which. Which one's your first one? Is there a secret to that? Did you put a one on them? I don't know. So, Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Oh, yay, it's working. Thank you, Jesus. It says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So, salvation. Within this context... Peter and John have just healed a crippled beggar at the gate called Beautiful. That was in chapter 3. And the crowd was amazed by this miracle. They had seen that man by the gate and seen him begging for a long time. And they realized that there's something must be powerful about Peter and John. And Peter and John said, don't, you know, don't think that we have power in and of ourselves, but I'll tell you about this power. Well, as they were preaching, the members of the Sanhedrin were angered by this testimony, so they had Peter and John arrested. But they continued to preach the salvation message. When they stood before the Jewish leaders, they said, let me tell you something, y'all crucified Jesus. But there is no other person, there is no other name, there is no other Savior but the Lord. And there is no name given among men whereby we must be saved. It is, it is required. We have to be saved in order to go to heaven. So the same must be true of us. 
What are we talking about? Peter and John were full of the love of Jesus. We're full of the gospel of Jesus. And that's what they began to talk about. So who or what is your heart full of? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We jokingly say, and I say this all the time, y'all need Jesus. But are we sharing him with those around us? Because he is the answer. When I say, y'all need Jesus, you know, I'm meaning one thing, like, bless your heart. (laughs) It's kind of a southernism. You say, y'all need Jesus. Y'all are acting crazy. But the thing is, we have to get to the place. We have to get a conviction within our hearts that Jesus is the answer. That he is the one who has the answer to our needs. That when I'm struggling, I turn to Jesus. That when I'm lonely, I turn to Jesus. That when I'm confused, I turn to Jesus. I have to get within my heart so that I can tell others throughout my issues, my sickness, my trials, my disappointments, I need to find Jesus as my go-to. If not, if I don't believe that Jesus is the answer, then I pray, if if you have not found Jesus to be your answer, then I pray that today you will be fully satisfied and entirely convinced that he is in our class on Wednesday night we've been talking about prayer and one of the things that we began talking about on Wednesday and and not this Wednesday but the following we'll talk about that Jesus is fully God and just as we can go to Yahweh who is our covenant God and say Yahweh you have promised to be this you have promised to be this you have promised to be this my healer my provider my God who shows up on time my righteousness whatever it is Jesus is the same that as our savior he has covenanted to be our savior but also he has made the covenant promise to be our healer because by his stripes we are healed he has made the covenant promise to be our deliverer he has made the covenant promise to be our bread of life he has promised to be the door by which we can go he has promised to show us the way we have to understand that jesus is the answer and if you know that he is then we need to ask the lord to restore the joy of our salvation because when I'm excited about something I'm going to talk about it when I'm excited about what Jesus has done for me I'm going to express it when I know that people are struggling and I have the answer to help them oh I know what you need so it's our prayer and our responsibility to share the gift of salvation We certainly do want people to come here and be saved, absolutely, no doubt about it. But we must understand that often the unsaved and the unchurched do not come to church on their own. That doesn't happen very often. It does happen with some people, but not not very often. So we may need to be prepared to share our testimony out in the world. We may need to be prepared to lead someone to salvation before they ever come through the doors. We may be 
we may need to be prepared that when we see somebody at the grocery store who is struggling, when we see somebody that we're friends with who, who doesn't necessarily come to church, someone that we work with, that we're able to give them our testimony, that we're able to show them by our example that there is joy in salvation. Taking a look at O is ongoing development. Ongoing development in Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 6, it says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So, ongoing development. Once we have been saved by confessing our sin and believing in Christ as the only Son of God, there is more to this life. It's not just saved and sitting there. There is ongoing development that needs to happen. That's one of our goals. That's part of our mission is to create places of ongoing development. My life has now been changed. We see that, that Paul said, you have received Christ, so walk in him. Be rooted and be built up. So we are digging our roots deep into the knowledge of Christ, and we are reaching up for more. So we are, at all times, growing and stretching. So we understand as well that Paul speaks about this in another book that all things have become new. He said, you are a new creation. All things have become new. Therefore, it must be necessary to learn all over again. And of course, I'm sure we know that and maybe you've thought about it before, but that's the thing. When someone becomes new in Christ, we're, we're excited. Yes, absolutely, we're, we're rejoicing for them. But if everything is brand new and I've been reborn, I have to learn everything all over. When a child is first born, it must be taught to speak, to walk, to feed itself, to clothe itself. It has to be taught everything, right from wrong the standards of the house that child has to be taught the same thing is true of a person who has been born again they have to be taught how many times have we said to a new believer or a less mature christian just read the word just just pray about that uh, ju just give it to god Oh, just, just trust the Lord for that. 
We use terminology like Heavenly Father and Lord. We use all these terms. Brother Mike was talking about it last week. He and I were discussing that so often we use these church words and people don't really understand what they mean. We talk about rapture. Well, what do you mean by that? We talk about all these things that make sense to us but may not make sense to other people. We use this Christian lingo, the church speak, on people who did not grow up in church, who do not read the word or memorize scripture, who don't know how to. If we are to keep people, they must understand what we're talking about. Yeah. We have to get to a place that we are not so heady and high-minded that we are just, oh, we're going to use these words and these terms because they, they sound good and they make us look good. But we need to be able to speak the truth in a way that people understand. Because, again, if I don't know how to read the word, then I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to flip through and I'm going to get to some Leviticus and that's some crazy stuff. And unless you just, you're really, really into the old law, you're not really going to want to dig into God's Word. But there are other methods to hearing God's Word. We were, I was talking to someone just a couple of weeks ago that, who said that they were not a good reader. I said, well, your Bible app on your phone, you can hit play and it reads it to you. There are different ways that we can do the same thing. As we are talking about prayer in our class on Wednesday night, I mean, I've been in the church for a long time. Long time. Long time. Whew. Years upon years. And there were some things that I, did, I had never really thought of when it came to prayer. And I thought I knew how to pray. But as I learn more, as I learn more, and I'm sharing it with others, it helps all of us to understand there is ongoing development, and there should be. We should be lifelong learners. Even those of us who have been Christians for a long, long time, you should be pursuing more and more of God. Teaching, preaching, discipleship are imperative. The preaching and teaching of the Word is happening every Sunday, every Wednesday. I mean, I don't know about y'all. I, I have a good time, but... I love it. But even throughout the week, it is important to have a trusted source of receiving encouragement. Sometimes you got to feed yourself. You come here throughout the week and you're fed, but you got to feed yourself too. You got to find someone that that does not dispute anything that's in the word. Completely Bible believing. But sometimes it's okay to even be challenged. To, to have someone that believes the whole Bible, rightly divided, but thinks it a little differently than you do. And you can think, hmm, is that, let me search out the scriptures. Let me see what God's word says about this. That's okay. If you are not learning, you're not reaching up. Your roots aren't growing down. And we're not learning in order to hoard up our knowledge, but to share with others 
what we're learning, to get excited about God's Word. I, I, I have always, and I say this in my, uh, in Wednesday night, I've always loved reading, just reading in general is great, and I've always enjoyed reading God's Word, but more and more as I've gotten older, I just love finding out things. I just love studying. And if that's not you right now, that's okay. I'm not saying, oh, how great I am. There are some, there are other disciplines, spiritual disciplines that I'm not so great at. But this one I do, I love, I enjoy. So that ongoing development is continuing and should be continuing for all of us. The next one is uplifting conversation. Are you Ephesians chapter 4? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, to begin. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you, with all malice and be ye kind one to another tender hearted forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you uplifting conversation it must be our mission it must be our goal to use our words to lift up Christ and to lift up each other as we have uplifting conversation that's conversation with anyone. As I'm conversing with myself. How often does it happen that you begin to speak negatively to and about yourself? That you begin to allow the voice of the enemy to come in and you begin to hear things and, and, and receive those ugly words. You begin to receive that bitterness. You begin to receive all the negativity that he has to say to you. As we talk about uplifting conversation, you have got to begin to talk to yourself. Begin to encourage your heart. I know what God says about me. I know that he has plans for me. I know that I'm a beloved child of God. I know that I am victorious through him. I know that I am more than a conqueror. So as we as we begin to have uplifting conversation, it needs to begin at home. It needs to begin in our own mind. Don't allow the enemy's negativity to sink in. But as well, we see here that Paul gives a warning against corrupt communication. He says, let no corrupt, and the word here is rotten, putrefied, morally or literally worthless. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. The word communication here is the same word that we have been using, the logos, the knowledge. Let no rotten words proceed from your mouth. Instead, we are to speak words that are good and will build up those who hear them to bestow the gift of grace to each person who hears. And then it's a really interesting verse here kind of in the middle do not distress do not cause heaviness to the Holy Spirit 
So he's just said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So that's an indication that if we do allow corrupt communication to come out of our mouth, then that grieves the Holy Spirit. It hurts him. It causes heaviness when we have those types of conversations. He says that we are to put away bitterness. This word in the Greek means poison because it is. If we allow that root of bitterness to take hold and grow, it will poison every part of our lives. He says, put away wrath. And this means a sudden anger or a boiling up. You know, those that can turn like that. He's, that's wrath. He says, don't allow that to happen in your heart. And then anger. And that is a natural disposition of anger, agitation, or violence. You've heard people say, oh, I just have a bad temper. No, that's, it's not an excuse. <laughs> the Lord says put that away from you so it's obviously possible to overcome that temper since the Lord tells us to do so he says get put away all clamor and clamor means outcry or screaming as I was looking at it okay interesting screaming brawling so those, those outward displays, those screaming and yelling and hitting things, Paul says, get, get rid of that stuff. He says, and malice. Malice means badness, depravity, and it is the root of all of the previous words, bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor. So when we, when we see this, there's so much. Oh, and evil speaking, I'm sorry. Evil speaking means vilification, slander, or blaspheming. He said, put that away from you. Get rid of all that. How often do we slander? How often do we get angry? But the Lord tells us to put it away. And he says, be sure instead to be kind. Meaning useful or benevolent. Be tender-hearted, meaning compassionate or sympathetic and forgiving. Granting favor and deliverance because God has forgiven us. So it's necessary that in all our conversations, again, with ourselves, with those of the body, with those outside, that they must be uplifting, that they must be free from all the junk and they must be kind and tender hearted the next is the L love never fails in John chapter 13 John chapter 13 starting with verse 34 a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Before his crucifixion, Jesus gave one more commandment. Love one another. 
This word love is agape. It is the choice love. God love. There are lots of other Greek words meaning love. Phileo meaning uh, a a family or a friendship type of love. Um, Eros meaning a romantic kind of love. But this, Jesus says, this is my kind of love. Agape meaning choose to. Make that decision to love. He says, love in the same way that he loves us. We are known as disciples of Christ, and we prove that we have learned from him when we love each other. So, again, keep this in mind, that Jesus took the time before going to the cross to tell the disciples to choose to love one another. He knew that he was going to suffer. He knew that he was had been betrayed by Judas and he was going to be betrayed by Peter. He knew this. He knew that there would be those who would be hurting because they had not stood up with him and for him. That they would maybe be ashamed of themselves. And Jesus says to them, y'all need to love one another. Because when I'm gone, you are what you got. You have to get encouragement from one another. And it's interesting because these were his last, some of his last words. They must have been very important, but also they must have been difficult words to follow. Because there were different personalities and there were different thoughts and opinions. And there was one saying, I think we should go here and do this. And the other one said, no, I think that this is the best way to do it. And some of them may have been saying, well, that Peter, you know, (laughs) he denied Jesus. Do we even want him in our group anymore? But Jesus gave them this direction. Choose to love. When it's difficult, when you're aggravated with that person, when that person has not done what you thought they ought to do, choose to love. When that person is not serving God the way you're serving him, I I ain't praying nearly as much as I am, I'm sure. They don't read half as much as I do. I'm choosing to love. I'm making that choice. This is the proof to the world that we belong to Christ, loving our brethren. So ask yourself, if you are displaying your discipleship, am I showing? And that was one of the things that every time Dr. Tatum has come, every time that we've filled out anything, is how loving our church is, and that's great, and we're so, y'all are great. But let it continue. Make that choice. Let it not be in, in just words, but in truth. Are you choosing by your attitude and actions to lay aside differences and show love one to another? The last one is serve in love. In Matthew chapter 20. Matthew 20, starting in verse 25, it says, 
But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Within this context, bless them. These disciples, bless their hearts. The mother of James and John had just come to Jesus and said, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, because they were still expecting Jesus to have an earthly kingdom and to uh, overthrow the Roman government and, and be set up as the king of all of Israel. She said, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, grant it that John be on one side of you and James be on the other side of you. And Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. You don't know what it is to be on each side of Jesus. You don't know what it is to walk with him. You're thinking of glory and fame, but that's not what it is. This life, this life of following Jesus, it's not about glory and fame and who looks the best and who can gain the most popularity. It has nothing to do with that. The other disciples got upset with James and John. It says that, uh, that they started getting upset. Like, guys, why would you have your mom ask that? That's not cool. Our moms aren't here to ask that. Y'all got there ahead of us. I bet that was, in my opinion, that was more the reason that they were upset. It's because they hadn't thought of that first. <laughs> Golly, maybe they just took that opportunity. But Jesus quickly explained that his kingdom would be different than those kingdoms of the world. He says, you know, the Gentile kingdoms, yeah, they have rulers who rule over them, lord it over them, but that's not the way it will be in my kingdom. He said, those who would be great, and this word in the Greek is mega or big, those who would be great must be a minister. Now, this word minister is from an obsolete Greek word meaning to run errands. It means an attendant or waiter. In Christian context, it means a teacher or pastor. So when you think that what you're doing does not really matter, when the enemy tries to convince you what you're doing for God doesn't last. What you're doing for God is so small and insignificant. Consider the fact that Jesus said those who are great are the ones who run the errands. Those who are great are the waiters. Those who are great are the attendants. Those who are great are those who say it's not about me and mean it. He says those who would be chief, meaning foremost, must be the servant. And in the Greek, this means slave. That those who want to be something have to become as nothing. Because it's not about me. 
our world and especially in our western culture we get this idea that i have to build myself up but the thing is when i have identity in christ you know that paul said in philippians that jesus made himself of no reputation he came down to earth and he did not consider equality with god to be something to grasp a hold of because he was comfortable in who he was he said i i know who i am so i don't have to show off for y'all i know who i am so this is what i'm going to walk in who i'm going to be the kingdom of god is opposite of what we consider the right way often we consider the most recognition as the most important or the person seen most is the greatest but our king our savior the one to whom we pray the one we worship considered his ministry healing teaching preaching casting out demons he considered it a service think about that jesus did not come to the earth to glorify himself he certainly could have had billboards taken out come see jesus if you need to be healed Come see Jesus if you need a word. Come see Jesus if you got a demon. Come see Jesus if you have an affliction. You're blind. Come, come to Jesus. Certainly he could have done that. But he didn't seek out that recognition for himself. It was a service that he did. Everything that we do must be for the glory of God and the benefit of of the gospel if I'm in the spotlight with a heart for the lost and the hurting then I'm in ministry but I can be in the background with an ugly attitude doing everything that's asked of me but doing it without love so it doesn't matter who gets seen it's the heart what's my heart doing so we have had a refresher on our mission as the church corporate and as the ecclesia, the called out ones, as each member of the body individually. So as a church, yes, souls is our goal, our purpose, but individually it should be our, our goal as well. Salvation, ongoing development, uplifting conversation, love never fails, and serve in love. So as we think about these and again i'm there's there was so much here next week we'll talk about vision and and really a great way to implement those things but as we dwell on this just re-examine which ones speak the most to you I, I know for me as i was going through them especially the ongoing development i just that that's my jam i really love that to teach and preach and help people to to grow in God's word and understand him more and more I love that and for for some of you it may be that you love witnessing to people and telling them about Jesus and and bringing them to the knowledge of Christ and through salvation for some of you who may be encouragers that uplifting conversation you love that that is that's where your wheelhouse is you want to encourage people at all times you want to lift them up Whatever it is, whatever it is, it is our, our goal 
to grow more in those areas. But then also think about the ones that you need to grow, those ones that don't speak to you quite as much. Like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't really need to do that one. Because each of them need to apply to our hearts in one way or another. It is our goal that each member of our local body develop a passion for the mission of our church. Again, next week we're going to talk about developing this vision to live out the mission of souls on a regular basis. So don't miss next week. Okay? And if you have to, watch it online. But no, don't miss. Don't miss. You've got to be here. Because we, we need you. Each of you is important to the body of Christ. Each of you has something that you can provide for the body of Christ. Whether, whether it's ever seen or not, whether it's ever recognized or not, it is our service. It's our pleasure to do what God has called us to do. So as we, as we pray today, as the music plays, we go to the Lord in prayer, just think about those those different points and which places that you you feel the Lord speaking, yes, you can grow here and you can be, you can really do a great work here, but also those places that, that you need to do better. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we're so grateful to you that you have a purpose and a plan for each of our lives. I thank you that you have called us out, that we are Ecclesia, the called out ones, that we are the ones that you have chosen <laughs> for whatever reason, God. That we are the ones you've chosen to hold your gospel and to spread it out to those around us. God, that you have chosen to put your Holy Spirit within us and to allow us to work and move and minister. God, I thank you because it's an honor. It is an honor to be able to work for you. It's an honor to be able to hear from you. To hear your words and learn them more. I thank you, God. Now I pray for our church corporately. Father, that we would grab hold of this mission. That we would see it not just as what we do on Sunday or what we do on Wednesday, but that it's a daily thing. That in our lives, day after day, we are living out the mission that you've given to us. Father, I pray that each one would begin to sense the importance. God, that they would be able to sense the importance of what they do here. Father, that you would impress upon each of us that we have a work to do. Father, I pray for salvation. God, if there is anyone who is here or watching who doesn't know you as Savior, this is the place. Save and change. God, deliver like only you can. And Father, I pray you would put within our hearts a joy. God, restore to us the, the joy of our salvation. Father, I pray that you would increase our development. Father, just an exponential growth within our hearts. God, that we would seek you and find you and just love learning more and more about you. God, that we would love praying. That we would just could not go without praying. Could not go without reading your word. 
just consider it more than our necessary food. God, I pray that you would put that within us, a hunger and a thirst for your righteousness. God, do that for us, that we would begin to develop. God, I pray for our conversations. I ask your forgiveness for the times that I have had ugly things to say. God, forgive me for the times that I have allowed ugly things to dwell in my mind where the enemy has spoken negativity about me and I've believed it. God, I ask your forgiveness and I ask you to cleanse that. Change it, God. I pray for each person here who has allowed the enemy to speak those words of negativity into them. I ask in Jesus' name that you would cleanse those words. God, change our conversation, that it would be uplifting and exciting. God, that every person we talk to would feel better after talking to us. Not because of who we are, but because of you in us. God, I pray that you would help us understand love never fails. That we are to love one another just like you loved us. And that proves that we are your disciples. Because we're choosing day by day to love. When it's tough, when the person's aggravated us, when they don't seem to be doing right, God, help us to choose. And Father, we ask you to send us in service. Here I am, Lord, send me whatever you have to do. Whatever you have set aside for this day, God, help me to serve. Help me to reach out. Show me your way, God. Help us to honor you and please you in all that we say and do. Father, that we would grab a hold of what you're saying to us. God, I pray that you would help us to to cling to your word. We thank you, we praise you, and we say today, may Yahweh bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you, and may he give you his peace. In Jesus' precious name.